0: Well, today's show is going to be a little bit different. We're going to push aside our headlines and current events to a focus exclusively on some bombshell statements made by Dallas Jenkins over the weekend. And of course, Dallas Jenkins is the creator of the hit show, The Chosen, about Jesus and his disciples. So over the weekend, he spoke about Mormonism and Christianity and some of the accusations that have been made about his show and about things that he said in the past. And we're going to dig into that because I think it's very, very important. Not only so that you can understand the difference between Mormonism and Christianity, which I will try to give you in the show, but also so that you can understand how to nuance ideas and discern between statements that are being made and statements as they actually are. You'll get that and more all today on IndieThinker. You guys, thanks so much for watching the show today. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. And especially, I would like to hear from you today down in the comments section of this podcast, especially if you're watching on YouTube, uh, what you think about the format. Now, I'm kind of reimagining what that may look like in the show and whether it's more effective to just drill into one thing and really hit that thing hard so that we can get a better understanding about it. Um, or if it's helpful to kind of cover a bunch of little things here and there, and just kind of scratch the surface of those things so that we can make you aware. The one thing is, is that my hope is that you're getting a perspective that maybe you don't hear all the time, and if it is helpful to you, please make sure to comment below, and then also to like, share, and subscribe. Now, I wanna start the the show today by mentioning something I mentioned last week. I showed the trailer for The Eyes of Tammy Faye, which is a, a brand new movie about Jim and Tammy Faye Baker and their scandal and supposedly some redemption, but I don't know how redemptive the story actually is in the long run, but I finally saw the movie uh, over this past weekend. Um, I wanna show you the trailer again, just real briefly, so that you can get an idea of, of the movie and what it's about, especially if you're not aware of Jim and Tammy Faye Baker, so here's that. Tammy Faye,
1: what'd you do? Hello, mother, this is Jim Baker, my husband. <laughs> It's all part of our mission to help people. Anyone who's hurting or they feel like they've been left out. God has a plan for us. What'd he tell you to do this time? Jesus keeps a-taking me higher and higher. Jim will preach, and I'll sing. Higher and higher. God does not want us to be, <laughs> <laughs> <to> be poor. <paused>. Mr. <laughs> your of pleasure? Now God has a voice in this fight. Who's he fighting? Liberal agenda. Homosexual agenda. Faith isn't political. You can't talk to him like that. Jerry Falwell is a powerful man, Tammy
0: Faye.
1: She's a firecracker, Jim. If everyone watching could double their pledge just for one month, God loves you. He really does. We're not doing anything wrong, though. Is that a question?
0: Now, here's the reason I showed that. I don't want to get into like a review of the movie because we got too much to get into today outside of that, but I just wanted to say this. The Jim and Tammy Faye Baker story shows us that getting Christianity right is so very important and that when people do not represent Christianity effectively, it can hurt a lot of people. Now, I'm not making that accusation except in a just very broad way, and I would not even call it an accusation. I think it's a reality that when Christianity is at its best, it's really, really good, but but when people are abusing Christianity, that, that it can do some pretty harmful things. So that means all the more that we need to make sure that we endorse and get behind and know what the authentic Christian faith is, and I'm gonna try to do that today in in everything that we talk about. But before we do that, I wanna make sure that you know that this episode of IndieThinker is sponsored by our friends over at the Element Funding Kevin Blair team. Now, the Kevin Blair team at Element Funding can help you with whatever your mortgage needs are. Not only by going to these guys will you be getting great customer uh, care and customer service, but also you'll be supporting a organization and a business that cares about the things that you care about. I think it's very important, especially at this hour, that we're intentional with the way that we spend our money and that we support the things that really are behind the things that we care about the most and supporting the people who deserve to be supported. So I, I could not say, too much to tell you how great the guys over at the Kevin Blair team are and how much they deserve your support. So go down below in the description of this podcast and you can see a link to where you can access uh, the team over there where you can get pre-approved for refinancing or purchase of a new home. And when you do so, let them know that IndyThinker sent you. (laughs) Now, as I mentioned over the weekend, Dallas Jenkins, the creator of The Chosen, made a video to give his definitive statements about what he meant with some things that he has said in the past. So just to set the stage, what he's responding to here, and you'll hear him say this, he's responding to comments that he's made in the past that suggest that Christians, and Mormons love the same Jesus. So that's what this video is is all about. So I wanna set the stage there with that, but also wanna set the stage with a quick disclaimer just to say this, that as I mentioned with the, the Jim and Tammy Faye Baker story, The Eyes of Tammy Faye, um, I, the reason I wanna even comment on this is not to try to beat anyone over the head or to try to uh, split hairs unnecessarily or just to be a finger pointer. I'm no fan of the kind of fundy faith that says, you believe like me or else. But rather, it's important that we understand, even in the midst of that, that authentic Christianity and true faith is something in particular and, and many people don't know what it is. I mean, more and more people are making claims to Christianity that have no concept of what authentic christianity is. Therefore, it's really really important for those of us who are christian lo- leaders that we are faithfully representing the christian faith. And there is need to to discuss and uh, and make sure people understand exactly what that is. So, what I'm going to say about Dallas's comments is are are just simply intended to do that. I love Dallas, Um, I love what The Chosen, and I'll get into this a little bit more, I love what The Chosen has meant to so many people, and so this is not, um, and this is not a way to castigate or to throw aspersions, I don't wanna do that. Um, I, I want to as lovingly as possible try to, through this video, represent what healthy conflict looks like, and to even show as Christians that we should be in the business of kind of discerning ideas and and making sure that we weigh those ideas thoughtfully and carefully and that we don't get afraid of doing that because we don't want to because we don't want to seem di- disunified or divisive or anything like that. No, we, we cannot be afraid of the truth as Christians. We need to wade into it carefully and thoughtfully, but wade into it nonetheless. And so it's my attempt to do that through everything that we're going to talk about today. So, in order to do that, here is um, the clip of Dallas Jenkins kind of starting things off. I'm going to kind of pause in between and make some comments here and there, but here's him setting the stage for why he wants to share uh, his thoughts on on his past comments, so here's that.
1: Hey there, it's Dallas, and uh, I was hoping that I wouldn't have to do this, but I think because of the growth in awareness of the show around the world, uh, there has also been a significant increase in the number of articles written about it, the number of videos posted, the number of uh, posts done on social media, comments on social media, And um, there has been an increased amount of attention given, not only to the show itself lately, but to a comment that I made several years ago that I probably need to add a little clarification to. And this is what we kind of call the LDS issue, the LDS question when it comes to uh, The Chosen. And uh, the reason that I wanna give this uh, statement or this comment um, uh, and have it be my final comment on the matter, because I've given dozens and dozens of comments about it that um, seem to be unfortunately ignored by several people. Um, but uh, it's because I, I I do believe that it's healthy to for there to be some level of clarity for people who are wondering about it, because um, it's not my own personal uh, defensiveness that I that I care about. I'm not I'm, I don't feel the need to defend myself, but I have had had I have had had. Is that a phrase? I've I've had multiple friends, multiple viewers of the show, reach out and say, "Is this true?" And are you aware that this is out there? And did you say this? And and uh, and because of the fact that almost one hundred percent of the people who have commented about this have actually misquoted me, or at the very at the very least, um, gotten it wrong in terms of what I meant and what I all the clarity that I've given, I feel like I probably should give you a little bit of clarity because I do think words matter and I do think topics like this are important.
0: All right, so real quick I got to stop right there and just say no. Had 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 is not a statement, but also to say this that that I agree with Dallas here. I think clarity is important. That's why we must discuss these things. So he's opened the door to say, "Hey, we need more clarity and we need communication about these things because where communication is low, emotions are high and so just want to make things really really clear here." And so his contention is, is that he was misquoted. So the real question throughout everything we're going to talk about today is, was he misquoted? Was he misquoted or is something else at play? So just keep that kind of in the back of your mind as he continues to go on and kind of explain the quote and why he meant, uh, why he said it and what he meant by it.
1: So, um, I have, let's just start with the the, the central question. Is it true that I said um, which is what you've seen in some headlines or seen in some some uh, some titles of videos. Dallas Jenkins says, quote, and then it'll say Mormons or LDS, whatever term that they want to use, Mormons and evangelicals love the same Jesus or LDS are Christians. Is it true that I said that? And the answer is no, um, I did not. Now, um, did it appear like I said that? Could it be easily interpreted as me saying that? I think that's true. And I think we can agree that, um, uh, you know, words matter, nuance matters. And, um, I probably could have given more context and clarity, um, that I'm, then that I'm giving now. Um, you know, I've done hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of interviews and written thousands of things about my faith and about the faith of others. And, um, I try very hard to be nuanced. I try very hard to, make, to, to, to be cautious and wise and clarifying about every word that I use, but I don't always succeed. And I think, this is, I think it's fair to say that this is one where um, I don't take back what I said, but I could have given it um, a little bit more clarity.
0: Now, when I first heard that, I was like, okay, great. Yeah, he was misunderstood, misrepresented, and he never said that. Um, and and he even goes one step further to just say, hey, let's just put this let's just put this thing to rest. I was misinterpreted, misrepresented, but also too, I may not have given the statement the kind of nuance that it really deserves, and so perhaps I miscommunicated as well. Now I can totally you know relate to that. You know you get you get hounded on YouTube because of one thing that you said. It might have even been a mistake, and you didn't mean to say what you said, but people will jump on that nonetheless. And rather than give you the benefit of the doubt. So yeah, I get it. So when I first heard this, I was like, "Oh, cool!" You know, I mean that totally alleviates any of the controversy, any of the issues. You know, people maybe just throwing stones at Dallas, and Christians need to take a chill pill and just remember to love each other. And it's clear he just he he stood firm. He 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 said he. You know, he wasn't standing by that statement. He was misinterpreted and misrepresented. And so cool. So I was like, that is fantastic. But he goes further.
1: Um, I think it's also true that it would be a problem if I actually said those words definitively. If I actually made the statement, um, evangelicals and LDS love the same Jesus, or LDS are Christians, that would be a problem. And here's why. Not because there aren't LDS folks who are Christians, And not because there aren't LDS and evangelicals who love the same Jesus, but because it would be wrong of me to ever say that any one group believes any one thing altogether.
0: What did you just say? Roll the tape back one more time.
1: Not because there aren't LDS folks who are Christians and not because there aren't LDS and evangelicals who love the same Jesus.
0: Yeah, that's what I thought you said. Okay, so let's get this straight. So he was misrepresented and misinterpreted when he said that Christians and Mormons love the same Jesus. That's the contention that he just got done telling us, and then he goes forward and doubles down and says, Christians and Mormons do love the same Jesus, but just not all of them. So he literally thinks that the, the problem Christians have is his use of the word all, rather than the fact that there is this idea that any Mormons can be Christians. That's really the issue here. This is really the problem that Christians have with this kind of thing, is that there might be a suggestion that Christians and Mormons actually believe the same thing and love the same Jesus. So the problem here, just to be clear, is not that he said a blanket statement, all Mormons love the same Jesus. It's the fact that he would suggest that Mormons and Christians actually believe in the same Jesus. All right. So before I get into an explanation as to how that is not so, I, I want to just go to this idea of the blanket statement, that any one group can believe any one thing. That's what he says, that, that any one group can believe any one thing.
1: Because it would be wrong of me to ever say that any one group believes any one thing altogether. Um, that is just a level of arrogance that I don't have. Uh, and it's something that I actually believe has been a problem over the years with many people is whatever uh, title or label that someone has had assigned to them or that they've assigned themselves or whatever group that they're part of that we oftentimes will, um, will label the entire group as having a particular belief or a particular personality. It would be just as dumb for me to say that all LDS are Christians as it would be to say that all evangelicals are Christians or that all Catholics are Christians or any other faith tradition.
0: Okay, the problem with that statement is that Christians do believe certain things. They believe in the divinity of Christ. And they believe that he was divine before his incarnation, by the way. They also believe that scripture alone is the authoritative source for Christian doctrine. And that by grace, through faith, in the death and resurrection of Jesus, humanity can be redeemed. So that's what we believe. You can blanket statement Christianity and say that is orthodox Christian belief. So before you jump back too quick and say, well, I know Mormons and they say that they believe that stuff. I'll show you in a moment that that they have a vastly, vastly different view, especially on the last two things of, of, of Scripture and the divinity of Christ. But before we go there, I just want to underscore how important it is that we demand that Christianity is a specific blanket statement of belief, a collection of beliefs. It is super important to note this because We're living in an age right now where there are multiple attempts to try to shove the LGBTQ movement and the feminist movement and the social justice movement and to try to push those things so that you can repackage them as Christian ideas and and you place them into the faith and what is actually happening is people are creating Christianity in another image but it's not the image of God. And the thinking of many who wish to redefine Christianity and put them in those packages is that they call Christianity like this This personal matter. It's a relationship and not a religion. And so basically people can make it up as they go along. Like I'll never forget going to my next door neighbor's house um, a while back. And I invited him to come to church. And he said, well, I don't go to church, son, because me and Jesus, see, we have an understanding. And I couldn't help but kind of like push back because I, I'm a little sarcastic and I'm well-natured in it, I believe. But I pushed back and I said, well, did you, did you run that one by Jesus before you made you know, before you made that rule. Um, But the, the whole point is, is that like, you don't make an understanding with God. You understand God and then you regurgitate that as a Christian. It's the Christian's job to merely restate what we have been told through scripture that Jesus ministered and preached while he was here on this earth. That's our job. That's how we can stand back and say, I believe the true faith. Not because it's me saying it, but because we're believing what Jesus said. All right. So, so the, the way this works out, especially too is in the Bible, is that so you understand, believing a certain set of doctrines is something that is essential for Christian faith. It's really important that you know this because people just say, well, if you have a relationship with Jesus, that's enough. Well, in 1 John, it tells us that if you do not believe that Jesus raised from the dead, then the spirit of God doesn't dwell within you. So in other words, there is a set of essential doctrines that must be believed for you to actually be a Christian. And for that reason, Mormons are not Christians. So we'll go just a little bit deeper and show you kind of some final things that that Dallas has to say about this.
1: And it would also be dumb of me to say that none are. That's also a level of arrogance that I don't possess. I happen to be speaking about, and when I've talked about my brothers and sisters in Christ, and when I've talked about those LDS folks that I know who love the same Jesus I do, I'm referring to some of the friends that I have who identify as LDS, who I've gotten to know very deeply over the last few years, in particular, and have had hundreds of hours of conversations with, and I stand by the statement that those friends of mine that I'm referring to absolutely love the same Jesus that I do. Now, you may still go, well, that can't be true. That can't be true. Um, And that's your right to think that. Um, But it's not fair to say, oh, then you are now speaking about everybody. Um, I know plenty of evangelicals um, who I would say don't know the same Jesus that I do and don't love the same Jesus that I do.
0: Now, I just want to circle back and just say this, that it is neither arrogant nor dumb to say that Mormons are not Christians. It's actually technically true. Now, here's how you know that is so. But before I get there, let me just tell you this the friends that dallas is referring to here are the guys most likely he doesn't name them but most likely the guys over at angel studios which is the production company that is behind the chosen and this is a group of mormons who founded this production company so more than likely this is who he's talking about now i appreciate that um what i'm not suggesting is that because he's beholden to this group of men that he has to be kind to them and make statements that he doesn't actually believe I actually believe that Dallas believes what he's saying here in this instance, but but I actually would just say this. The kindest thing that I could say, I, at least in my opinion, about what Dallas is saying is that he's been blinded by his personal relationship to these guys uh, or with these guys, that he has not taken the time to really investigate the claim that he is making here. Because he would not call it dumb and he would not call it arrogant if he was actually thinking about what he just said and if he actually knew what he he was talking about. Because, and I don't mean this in an ad hominem way, I mean this as technically and as um, honestly as possible based upon the evidence that Mormonism is a cult. And so that you understand I'm not being ad hominem here, let me define a cult for you. A cult is a relatively small group of people having religious beliefs or practices regarded by others as strange or sinister. And so Mormonism fits the bill both ways. The teachings of the Book of Mormon espouse false doctrine that undermines scripture and everything known to be the Christian faith throughout every generation, past, present, and future. And those sinister and strange doctrines also include things like this. Specifically, the LDS Church believes that Jesus worked his way to divinity. You can see this in the teachings of Joseph Smith. So this idea that Jesus worked his—Jesus was a man that worked his way to divinity, this idea drawn to its logical conclusion would suggest that we too as humans can work our way to become God. Just like Jesus did. This is the Mormon view here. And to back that up, I'll show you the guy who was uh, has a college named after him, Brigham Young. He would later teach that, quote, the number of gods and worlds can't be known and that the process of men becoming gods goes on eternally, end quote. This is something called eternal progression and a Mormon prophet named Lorenzo Snow said something about this as well. He said, quote, as a man now is, God once was. As God now is, Man may be. Whoa. I mean, like, seriously. The point is, is Mormonism has a deeply confused view of God that spirals into radical polytheism. It clearly denies the fundamental Christian doctrine of the Trinity, that there are three divine exclusive persons but one God. And it has a distorted view of the divinity of Jesus. So it's a cult in that way, but it's also a cult in another way. The LDS movement is a cult because it's it does the second part of the definition of a cult. They have a missed place or excessive admiration for a particular person or thing. In this case, it's their belief and their founder that makes Mormonism a cult. The man was a false prophet who believed he was called by God now to polygamy, and so he took forty wives. So among them was a fourteen year old Helen Kimball. So not only is he a polygamist, but he's also a pedophile taking a 14-year-old to be his wife because, quote, God told him to do so. Now, it is true that the leaders of a religion don't always represent the organization. I mean, we saw that in the Jim and Tammy Faye thing that I showed you at the beginning here. But, but we would need to know that Mormons are, have pushed aside from their belief in the prophet Joseph Smith because you really can't judge a a faith based upon its abuses. So the question is then this, have Mormons pushed away from a belief that Smith was a Mormon prophet and that he was the rightful founder of the Mormon faith and that they still look to him today to help them in understanding their, their faith. So according to the LDS website, Joseph Smith intended to discover who the true church was. His discovery led him to found the Mormon church. So on the website, you'll find that not only is the Mormon church the one true church, but you'll also find leaders praising Adam Smith and praising his discovery of the Mormon church as the true church. So this brings us to a fourth and final cult-like thing about the Mormons. The irony of saying that we can't call Mormons Christians anymore than we can call all evangelicals Christians is that Mormons do this exact same thing. So, so Dallas says, you can't make blanket statements about what all people believe. Well, the Mormon religion was built upon the belief that they are the true church and that everybody else out there who claims to believe in Jesus, they're following a false gospel. Joseph Smith even wrote this, that the Lord himself said that the church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints is the only true church. Joseph Smith relayed this when he recounts a time that he was praying um, and he asked God to know what the right church was and which church that he should, he should go to. And he said that he was directly told from God, quote, that he must not join any of them for they were all wrong. So Smith was right about one thing, at least you can say this. There is such a thing as authentic Christianity and false Christianity. Authentic Christianity is both historic and biblical. Everything outside of that is not Christian. Therefore, if it were possible to be a Mormon, And to be a Christian, that Christian would quickly have to move away from everything that is Mormon. They would cease to be a Mormon the moment that they denied the Book of Mormon. And that only scripture can teach us what true Christianity is. They would cease to be a Mormon the moment they denied that Joseph Smith actually was a prophet. And they would cease to be a Mormon the moment they denied that the other prophets of the LDS Church are teaching false doctrine. And therefore, they would be throwing away all the core tenets of the Mormon faith. So... Dallas would be better served to say something like this. There is a true church. There is such a thing as blanket statements when it comes to Christianity and what Christians believe. The true church is founded upon exclusively Christian scripture, the teaching of the apostles, and anything that diverges from that is not Christian. Therefore, there is no such thing as a Mormon Christian who believes in the same Jesus as Christians do. Now, finally, I just want to say this because... I know, we get accused of splitting hairs, and, and I understand, like, if it's not important hairs to split, fine, but there is no more important hairs to split than the one we're talking about in this video because, or in this podcast, excuse me, because eternal salvation rests upon making sure that we understand what authentic and real Christianity is and that we don't confuse it with a false imposter. And for that reason, by the way, I'll just step back and say this is why I don't watch The Chosen. I get a lot of flack for this, because The Chosen has truly been uh, a blessing to so many people. And it's clearly a phenomenon, getting millions and millions and millions of views, and it's all over the world. And for that, I am super grateful. And let me be clear, I count Dallas a brother. But I do not believe that a guy who can say the things that he just said in this video can truly faithfully write a story about Jesus that actually represents what Christianity is. So I've stayed away from the show. Um, and, and I'm probably going to continue to stay away from it just because I don't want to be disappointed. Um, I, I would love to see a television version of The Life of Jesus show up that hits hard much like The Passion of the Christ did, Mel Gibson's Passion of the Christ, but until that time comes, I'm probably not going to watch The Chosen. But finally, I just I want to be clear and just say this. You are not saved because you have all of the right theology. Please hear me say this, no one is because no one does. Not even the Pope is saved just simply because he believes only the right things. Sorry, Catholics. But that is not an excuse for overlooking the essentials of the Christian faith and saying that they don't matter or they don't exist or that you don't have to believe them to actually be a Christian. So no, you're not gonna get everything right, but you need to get the essentials right. But herein is probably a bigger problem that I hope we can all relate to, whether you're Christian or Mormon or not, is that what what Dallas expresses in this video is a sign of the corruption of our age, the creep of secularism into the church. No Christian and antiquity could or would ever claim, as Dallas does in this video, that there is no such thing as a blanket statement for the Christian faith. Of course they believed that there was. There is, and we must contend for that. No matter how postmodern this secular world gets, and no matter how much they try to shove it in on us, thus the conversation about who is right is not unnecessary or even prideful, it's essential. As Augustine said, in essentials, unity, and in matters of non-essentials, charity. So in other words, where it pertains to essentials, we must be unified on those things. But if it's a non-essential issue, well then we need to be charitable one with another. But the reason we need to emphasize this is because eternity rests on emphasizing these essential and eternal truths. False unity is not really unity, and coming into agreement with lies does nobody any good. So we need to fight for and contend for the faith. We're in, we're commanded in Scripture to do that. Check out 2 Corinthians 5, 10, or, or 10, 5, excuse me, 2 Corinthians 10, 5. It's been a clarion call for me, especially through IndyThinker and everything that I'm trying to do here, but it tells us to to demolish ideas that do not have their root in Christian teaching in the true faith. And we could go more on to, to say something about that, but hopefully this, this podcast was helpful in helping you discern the difference between Mormonism and Christianity, but more importantly, to discern the difference between important ideas in reality and important ideas that we hope to be true especially when they are of the utmost importance. Don't just hope it's true, make sure it is, and then speak as an authority about those things. All right, I hope this helped you. If it did, please don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. Thanks so much for watching. We'll catch you next time. You can catch brand new episodes of Indie Thinker with Reid Huberman every Monday and weekly bonus episodes to keep you thinking throughout the week. But you have to subscribe and click the bell to be notified when new episodes drop. If you enjoy this content, make sure to like this video and share it with friends.